0: On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. Coming in at 320 kilobytes per second, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Matty
1: Force for you and me. Him no when it comes to no All right, everybody, welcome to Maddie C Sports for you and me. It's the return of the enforcer slash yoga specialist, uh, <laughs> Riley Cotier. Um, this guy has a million things on his projects. Uh, very good person. He's been on my show before. Uh, he is the co-host along with his homeboy, Derek Settemeyer, and just talk to him what a funny dude it must be cool to talk to him all the time
0: yeah you know Nasty's a he's a beauty he's one of my good buddies and um i mean he's got a he's got an incredible memory and he, he pulls out stories out of his ass like I, I, in the moment in the exact time and the exact day uh it's pretty pretty amazing stuff but yeah he's a he's a really good dude makes me laugh and he keeps it light yeah we were talking about um Wayne Simmons actually. And he
1: like, he almost told me his skate size almost. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, but yeah, like you said, he's very, very intelligent with this stuff. So, um, been crazy playoffs, huh? With, uh, Tampa Bay and, and, uh, New York and, um, Vegas and, um, Montreal. Oh, yeah. I I'm, I'm shocked at that series, man. I mean, I thought it was going to be a blowout for nothing series and, Montreal is just showing a whole different light in the playoffs. It, it's just unreal with, um, Cole Caulfield and it, he's just a beast. And I think he like put a spark in that team. So I agree. I mean, what, what do you think of that series? It's just out of it. Like, cause me Riley, like the, I thought Vegas is just, they were so fast in the last couple of series they were in. Like, I, I wouldn't think anybody would catch up to them. And then they, um, I mean, they're still playing good hockey. It's just um, after game one, they just started playing a lot different. So, what do you think of that series going on right now?
0: Well, I think overall the playoffs has been incredible for a hockey fan. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna find almost better playoffs than than, than this year. Um, you know, I never thought Montreal would have, uh, geez. I mean, I got gotten this far, let alone staying in the you know in in the series. But I mean, they got some young, like you mentioned. You mentioned, uh, you know, uh, Caulfield, and, and and they got some young guys, and they got goaltending, you know, and they got a recipe for, you know, some playoff success. Um, so I'm, I'm not overly surprised, uh, you know, but uh, insane that I thought uh, Vegas would have been, um, you know, taking that away a little bit, uh, a little bit quicker. But geez, I mean, incredible in their series too. I mean, Tampa and, and the Islanders. I mean, I mean, it's just you're not gonna script any better playoffs. So. Uh, I, st- I still think uh, t- I got tamp on that one, but uh, only because of experience. Um, uh, but uh, Islanders kind of like Montreal. Keep proving people wrong. So who knows? I mean, it's just, it's just been incredible playoffs all around, and uh, I just love the you know, going back to Montreal. Just got you know so you got some young guys there that just kind of just like you know kind of find ways to, to to generate momentum and and create sparks, like you said, and adding a guy like that in playoffs, like look, it reminds me of like back when I first joined the Flyers organization in 0405 when we had, the, you know, the the previous lockout. And we, we got Jeff Carter and Mike Richards for our playoffs. And, you know, we were already a good team to begin with. And then you add elements like that and, you know, carts letter, you know, led, led, led the AHL and scoring in playoffs. So obviously, he's not necessarily doing that but you added you know add a skill guy like that an energy guy like that to your lineup uh and, and he's only getting more confident so um yeah, it's just been overall amazing amazing playoffs as a hockey fan you should be should be excited what's going on
1: yeah and i mean um other guys like suzuki he's just right. a whole nother realm and you know the physical game in vegas hasn't I haven't really seen it since the first and second game. Um, You know, when you're going up against Ryan Reeves, I mean, Jesus, like that dude is a massive beast. Like he, he's just a whole nother, like, and he's not even an enforcer, but if he needs to throw down, he will. And um, that game where Alec Martinez the other day and that nice crisp pass and he just blasted it away. It just reminded me of game seven when he was playing for the Kings and he blasted one home. Well, actually, I think he was on a break that time when he shot it past Lundqvist to win the cup. Um, they have they have the veteran players. I mean, mm-hmm. they have, Montreal has stall. I mean, they, they yeah. have veteran guys in there that can support these guys. And what a goal last night by, um, I believe his name was Nicholas Roy. He had a nice beauty last night. And uh, Pollock with that save... Uh, from New York, and like just a lot of crazy stuff happening. That reminded me of, well, I'm, you know, I'm from Boston. So, yeah. like seeing Michael Ryder make that save back in 2011 yeah, in right. front of the net, it was like, it's like bringing back memories. And I don't know, with during your play, did you ever play at Nassau?
0: Like, how, like, is it a crazy place to play in New York? Um, you know, I didn't get a chance to experience it in, uh, in regular season, uh, preseason. So it really, wasn't quite the same vibe. Um, but it, it, it seems to, it seems to be, uh, rocking. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I think anytime you, you get to where you are in playoffs, you know, and i say a, a larger market. You know uh, ho- hockey um, organization like y- y- you know the fans everything's you know is, is, is gonna is is gonna you know Im- improve and i yeah, look at those types of fans like they, they they do have some understanding of the hockey game right i mean versus like somewhere maybe not that tampa doesn't necessarily but you know there's just the, there's just more entertainment for them but you know the the the, the hockey um, markets that actually have true fan base based on actual knowledge of hockey it just like it just playoffs it just just ramps it up you know it's a different dimension yeah. of energy so um but you know look at you know, look at montreal I mean, you, obviously like you look at vegas like they're not a real true hockey market but they sell entertainment so they're you know obviously yeah. that place is gonna be rocking but montreal i mean man it's like that's what canadians live for and and you know and, and the, the playoff hockey and just uh get pumped up, but, uh, yeah, it's a different dimension of energy when you get into the playoffs, let alone getting it in deeper into the playoffs. It's just, uh, the whole city, the whole environment kind of supports you and you just kind of feed off that energy. Yeah. I mean, dude, they're playing with 3,500 fans in there compared to Vegas is like
1: 20,000. Right. Like I know it's, it's not even, it's like not even it, fair. It, the, the guys that are in Montreal are getting like a boost from that small fan, Entry in the in the arena and Montreal. I have a podcast. I deal with that. That they're good guys and they they're just all Montreal, you know. And like you said, fan bases are different. You know, like some fan bases. I'm not going to say the fan bases, but some of them, you know, they look up at the board and they tell you to say "Let's go." Where compared to you know Philadelphia, they'll they don't need that. They're just (laughs) they're just all heart. Boston same way. We don't need a teleprompter to tell us to say "Go." Bruins or you guys go Flyers like and you know like you said with uh, like New York it's like they they haven't been rocking like that since probably the 80s like yeah since
0: right? they in were Dynasty. Po-
1: when they were powerhouse yeah and I mean it, it makes you feel good when you know like in Philadelphia or Boston you feel like you're the like you're you're a part of a team that like you need to play every night and the, the fans will let you know that we don't want you there. So um, yeah, I mean, I yeah. think I think it's crazy. It's like the like, culture, uh, the, the the culture of these cities, right?
0: Yeah, the cultures are just it, it in like the team you, I just said. You, you kind of uh, cut out there a little bit, but I was just saying like, the the culture of the cities of like the. Bl- yeah, <laughs> there's a delay. There's a delay happening right now. Yeah, I uh, can see? Can you see me now, or hear me the correct way? <laughs> My I, I, I can out? see you. Yeah, I, I can see. There's it. It the delay on like when I was talking.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I know you were talking about the culture. I was hearing you.
0: So yeah, the culture of of the city kind of integrated the culture of the the hockey team itself, where you know, like these blue collar cities, like all, all they want is like you know. An honest effort, and you know, sh- showing up every night, win or lose, you know, and they can kind of relate to that. <laughs> and uh, like you said, they're they're cheering on the teleprompter, telling them, or you know, some jumbotron type of uh, you know type of uh, uh, getting them excited because they all they want is you know see that passion and see that that effort, um, that, you know, they, they should expect, right. I mean, they're spending a lot of money on these tickets. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's a it's tough to watch a team show up and not have any heart. Right. And teams
1: actually do build off of that. And I know, you know, that, that even in AHL too, like there's some big fans down there too. You know, when I, when I was, when the sharks were here in Worcester, they had a big fan base, like, they could care less about the Bruins and they, they, they would watch these teams like, and, and I'm sure in your eyes too, they were fans. And when you were playing for the Phantoms that like, they loved you guys and it didn't matter if you played for the Flyers, there was still that heart, just like you said. Yeah. So, I mean,
0: yep. yeah. I mean, that's yeah, a good I mean, thing. So, yeah, no, um, for sure. And in Philly, like when I, <clears throat> When I was playing uh, in, in Philly with the Phantoms, when I first came in the organization, we were still with the Spectrum. And, you know, the price point of American Hockey League hockey is, is certainly a much better for, for a you know, family of four or five than NHL hockey, right? So it's, uh, it's one of those things where it's very competitive. Uh, most of these guys could play in the NHL. It's just a matter of numbers. And there, there's, there's a little bit more spirit sometimes in, in the American Hockey League the fans love it and and there's more access to the players there's more of a connection between the player and and the community and the fan so you know naturally um you know in in larger markets it it, it works but yeah i mean some of these fans that you know i i I grew up in the american hockey league around i mean they're as good as a fan as 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 any and you know they they kind of are there to support you as you move on to the the next level because they're just they're just passionate about hockey and and the Flyers as an organization, not so much just the the bigger club. Yeah, and I I saw it in the game I went to in Philly. I mean,
1: the fans were booing their own team because they weren't playing well. I believe I told you that story. Yeah. But, um, you know, just the atmosphere around Wells Fargo when a game goes on and when you go outside, it was snowing that day too and they had the um who was that there was a woman who sang uh god bless america that was around your time too um yeah Philly. Uh, i forget her name they had a statue for and
0: they took it away yeah yeah right um is it, um, I'm drawing a blank. I should know this. Um, <laughs> God, oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Finally got a question that you can't answer. Yeah, I, now. I you know,
0: I, I, I do know the answer, and I should know the answer on the spot here. I'm, I'm drawing a blank now because right now it's Lauren Hart that sings the National Anthem, and mm-hmm. it was, um, yeah, I know it was the jolly old lady there that yeah, they, they had the, uh, the statue there forever. And then all of a sudden it got wrapped up yes. in a bunch of political garbage of her being racist or something Right, back yes. in yes. the fifties or something. Uh, who the hell is it? Yeah. You, we got to figure this out by the end of the show. Um,
1: yeah, we'll definitely
0: figure yeah. it out. Um,
1: so back, back to the playoffs. I mean, what, what'd you think about the switch from um, Robin Leonard to, um, switching out flurry
0: you know i was uh, i was a little bit surprised um but not but you know i was a little bit surprised i thought there was going to go with 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 flurry right i mean uh, i think leonard's had a little bit of an up and down year with some concussion issues and some injuries and stuff like that and mm-hmm. i don't know how healthy he he is obviously healthy enough um but uh but in, in saying that you look at leonard's numbers he's got some of the best numbers you know, within the goaltending across the NHL. I mean, this guy, he, he just gets criticized a lot, you know, because he speaks out a lot and, you know, and, and um, you know, his mental health stuff, It's he's an easy target. But, I mean, if you look at his numbers and you look at his performance, he's not a sexy goaltender by any means, but he s- somehow gets it done, you know. So they're in a good position. you got two guys going now. It's like when I was a question, is that like you go into game five and make who, who you go with? Um, but uh, – you know, but I I I don't think you can make a wrong decision on that one. Uh, it was huge for him uh, to come in and 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 play like that, and you know, letting one goal, which is you know, breakaway, which is pretty, just one of those goals. He <laughs> just like you know, you're, you're gonna give up one. It's a goal you give up. To me, it's I mean, he's got the right attitude. He guys shows up four hours before games and is dialed in. Um, you know, and and is, and his okay with being a backup and is a good relationship with flurry so i mean i don't think you can make a bad decision at this point um but you know if i'm a coach i think you just gotta you know you just gotta kind of go with you know obviously go with your gut feeling but i mean flurry's kind of been the the guy they've been going with so i mean are you gonna get two big games of him back to back when he hasn't played a whole lot i don't i don't know the answer to that but, but 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 knowing that knowing that you have a guy that you can you know you can feel comfortable putting in and, and feel confident that he's gonna win you a game is a good problem to have you know now they got a yeah, you know, a, yeah. A, a good problem to deal with but um you know it's it's but what's one of those things it's like you could put flurry and you could shit the bed but you know i you know but you're just based on consistency and track record i don't see that being the case so i don't know they're in a good position
1: i just think <laughs> when you know a lot of people don't go force back into a player's career, but I mean, like with, with Leonard, he played for a really tough team in a tough time with Buffalo, but he was a really good goal at that time. And he was making unbelievable saves to uh, like, he, he didn't have the support of his forwards or his defensemen at the time. And then he goes to Chicago where they, they, relied on Crawford and him and it was the same thing but when he comes to Vegas he kind of had a different outlook and in I think his mental health stuff has always probably been a problem but it was more um fluent in Buffalo and Chicago and especially in Buffalo because what is there to do in Buffalo honestly besides drink and do whatever that's it. so so like with him in Vegas is just like I mean that's a real test to him like because you know alcohol and and stuff is everywhere so for what he's doing is very impressive to me and uh with Marc-Andre Fleury he's like I heard he's just like the total he's like your captain but he just is everywhere for looking out for every single player who comes in even if it's the little guy who's just fresh off the ice in AHL or lower you know he he's a they're all good people in the NHL from what I see. I don't really see any angry people, but you know, everybody talks about the Tom Wilson incident, but I liked how you and uh, nasty and stock were talking about it. And, you know, stock said, you know, nobody, nobody sees the true angles, like every angle of that, that moment, they didn't see you know, pattern trying to jump in and you don't see a player behind you. So it could be anybody behind you, but it just happened to be Panarin and that was the result. But I mean, that was way back. So I liked how you guys uh, broke it down and stuff like that. And, you know, him talking about Nassie being a gnome, but <laughs> I think he'll get, he'll get revenge
0: on that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah no i mean it, you know it's it's such a fast game and, and, and to break it down clip frame by frame, frame by frame and just be like super you know analytical about it it just removes like this the essence and the spirit of the moment which is there's a fractions of, of, of seconds and guys are jumping on you and you know it's kind of like fight or flight and you're in a moment where you're you're, you're defending yourself uh, you know it's 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 just one of those situations but going back to you know going back to, to Leonard there uh, I, I 100% agree with you. You know, being in Buffalo the last how many years has been a shit show. So it's not good for any goaltender's confidence right. or, or wh- right. mental well-being. Probably, um, I, I think he's he has had so much potential, and there's been a lot of blockages in his in his life and his career, and they obviously go hand in hand. You know, when you're not being able to, you know, ma- manage some of these things that affects performance. You know, on his performance and whatever else, but. Um, I think he's slowly been growing into you know the true potential that he had and when he got to Vegas. Eventually, i said not saying that there's there's no pressure. It's a different kind of pressure. It's not you're not not in a mm-hmm. larger market and like Buffalo, as shitty as they've been. You know, it's still, it's still a lot of pressure in Buffalo because it's like oh, it's almost like a Canadian market city. Chicago too. There's high expectations. I don't think there was a ton of expectations going to to Vegas as a hockey team. You know, them going to the finals the first year and then having actually a really legitimate team. Mm-hmm um going to a situation where he you know he's going in as a backup and i I think he signed up with a four-year extension there after last season Mm -hmm. he's kind of really you know growing into his own i think he's been able to manage his his mental health stuff uh you know therefore being able to be a better performer or better more consistent performer which you know it's all about consistency and he's, and he's probably been able to just maintain the numbers. I mean, even the shitty the shitty you know seasons he's had on teams, he still actually you know you mentioned had really good numbers, and and, and he still does. So, it, I mean, to me, he's still finding himself and and growing. And he, he, from what I understand, he's a he's a leader on that team, and he's got a good relationship with Flurry, which is an amazing um, mm-hmm. thing. You know, amazing thing to have as a you know one two combo. Um, so they're in a good position there, and, and and if he doesn't play, I know he'll have a good attitude and just know that just just like <laughs> the way the cookie crumbles. But um, yeah, you, you said it. I mean, he's come a long way, and you gotta respect you gotta respect him for 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 fighting the demons and coming out on top because a lot of guys wouldn't f- sign a four-year extension after all the shit he's been through and how vocal he's been about it. And you know, uh, props to him.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, he is a big advocate for people for mental health issues, and um, it's probably not been an easy road considering going on the road and off the road and, you know, really struggling with that. I can't even imagine. And then you got to go into a high-pressure uh, situation, such as the playoffs. And, you know, like like you said, I mean, he's he played well last night. I think he did. And, I mean, it went to overtime, so – I mean, yeah right. That's the other thing too that I found uh, funny was a, a lot of people are mad in Montreal for you know Patrick Roy coming to town, and it's like, dude, this guy fucking led you to so many things, like it's great things. That guy. Yeah. And Carey Price is, he's just an animal. Like, you know, I I may be a Bruins fan, but I know hockey and I know the talent and skill that Carey Price has. It's just like astronomical, and yep. you can't expect the guy to make. 70 fucking saves against you when he's getting like 40 shots on net on him. yeah and and if,
0: if they get one in you're gonna be pissed about that like get get out of here with that shit yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah you gotta be a little more reasonable with your expectations oh and that woman's name is kate smith kate smith yeah i <laughs> just found it yeah kate smith yeah <laughs> oh my god but know.
1: yeah um <laughs> so I remember talking to you to uh a while back when we first, when the season first started and me and you were talking about you know the Flyers and you know the first line of War check and all that stuff and I was talking about the Bruins and you said and you said you got your team isn't that bad but I say like when we played you guys in Lake Tahoe like obviously the Bruins had a good day that day but you know going into the latter part of the season they were slouching they were just you know, just weak, they weren't playing that well. And they snuck into the playoffs, I think. And, you know, they didn't have a good, the the series last series with the Islanders was great, but my God, like they were just so physical. They, their fourth line was just producing like nobody's business. So I, I, I think the Islanders could take the lightning if they play smart. I just um, you gotta watch Kucherov, you gotta watch Stamkos because he's deadly, and mm-hmm. uh, their goalie's not that bad either. So I mean, if Mar they all concentrate on Mar Barz Matt Barzell, but there's so many people besides him who can put the puck in the net and pass the puck. So yeah, I just it it should be a good series finishing out. And Montreal, I'm kind of worried about. I still got my I'm still going on the Vegas route of that. But uh, yeah. what,
0: are you, what are you thinking on that? I'll just go back on your your comment on uh, on on Boston. You know, I think like I forget how many games the Flyers played Boston there that Boston had won. You know, and every time we I talk, think, about I the think Flyers, it was eight. You know, it, and was it, it was eight? yeah, it was, uh, it was it was something silly. Um, you know, but it was, a, it's the same two. It's, 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 it's Marchand and Bergeron, Marchand and Bergeron. Right. I mean, it's like, and then, I think Pasternak, the one game, you know, but it's like, and you go in the playoffs, it's like, to your point, like they just didn't have enough depth outside of those, you know, the, the a couple guys there that, you know, that you weren't able to sustain them. And I think that's where the Islanders have depth. Obviously Tampa has depth. And then the other two teams have depth, but you can't just rely on, you know, two guys always scoring the goals, two, three guys always scoring the goals. you got to score by committee. You look at the teams that have won Stanley Cups, you know, the fourth line has contributed some big goals always, right? Um, just the way it, it is. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, I I, I I think both these series could go either way, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I think they, they, they both have the ability to win is that they they might both go seven you know it's going to be one of those things it's just like because there's there's so competitive you know there's so much skill and there's and and and, and there really is toughness i say all these series there's toughness you look you look at oh yeah like as far as nhl goes in the modern day era you're not going to find four tougher teams all around you know i mean i'm saying tough like broad street bullies but like You go through Montreal's lineup, you know, you got Corey Perry and you got Weber, you know, you got, you got some scrappiness there, you know, you can say the same thing. Well, I know Ryan Reeves wasn't in the lineup, but, um, you know, you got, you know, you got some, you got some scrappiness there. Um, you look at obviously Islanders with, with Martin and and the Maroon and and Tampa, you got, you know, you got some, like, you got some guys that you know, can, 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 not that that's like the name of the game, but there is, you know, like the friction, like the friction is there, like that first series the first game um with montreal and um and in vegas like i think every whistle in the first period was a scrum yeah you know, that was like, yeah that's mm-hmm. like necessary or needed but like you know th- there's friction like there's friction they hadn't played each other and you know that's what that's just like the, the piss and vinegar that you want to see in playoffs you know and and you know and the that 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 grunt work and that you know that that just like that just that passion you know and i think that just to, going back to what, how we started this is like you're not going to find a better playoffs than than this year in my, in my opinion yeah right i don't know there's just been a lot of there's just been a lot of uh you know whether it's just frustration and you know whether it's COVID related and you know playing teams over and over and over again especially in the playoffs the first couple of series playing um there's just been i think there's just been a lot of uh you know em- emotion that's been built up throughout the you know, the, the 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 half season here and and throughout this last year's been interesting probably psychologically on the, some of these guys but for whatever, for whatever reason it's just been there's been a in my opinion just a lot of uh you know just a lot of passion in in these playoffs from all these teams and i can agree with you absolutely and matt martin he
1: um the other day when he when he was ready to scrap i was like damn like he's ready to go like he he's he's got so much adrenaline and i respect him just because He's not, like, the superstar, and he's he's not, like, a terrible player. He's just a guy who is just ready to go no matter what. He, it's like he's fighting for a spot on the team, and yeah. he, he really doesn't have to. He's been in the league for years. Yeah. And it's funny. They had a video of this guy. He barely was in the league that long, and, he, and Matt Martin says uh, – what do he you say? He's like – He's like, oh, well, like, oh, go back to the minors. And Matt Martin goes, you've been in the minors longer than me, you dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So it's like, uh. it. I, I love the stuff that, like, that these guys have so much passion. And, like, you know, they they think, they look at other people's stats, too. They think of people's, like, they way to piss somebody off before the game or whatever. But, you know, and I was also watching a video of you when, somebody wanted a scrap with you and then one punch he was down i was like holy shit (laughs) glad he's i'm glad he's in the yoga business now yeah
0: (laughs) yeah i needed to calm down a little bit (sighs) yeah but yeah i mean the the playoff
1: series are going well and i think it's uh it's going to be a good one. And I, I'm not one to predict the future. I just would want to see Vegas play the Islanders. I think it would be an old school versus new school matchup. I, I, I would like to see that. And I already saw Tampa win last year. So, I mean, that's just a hockey fan's point of view. I mean, I'm sure you're the same way. Like, you can't just predict the future. But
0: either way, whoever makes it into the Stanley Cup Finals, is going to be a good one. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. It's not going to be a disappointment either way. But, you know, me, just – me being from canada and you know i i think there's just like having a canadian team still rocking and you know there's some there's some good storylines within that team not that there's not with, with with vegas i i just like i'd like to see montreal get into the final just because i think they've been the underdog and uh you know i like to see carry just carry price have some success and some of these younger guys i just like just love a good you know a good storyline to a to a to a season. Um, that being said, I mean that that's not going to necessarily carry the rest of the way. Just having a good story, but um, you know, I think just uh, for me, I love both teams, so I you mean, know, I wouldn't be disappointed either way. But I, I would like to see Montreal get in, just as a as a Canadian, and just, just you know, maybe lift lift Canada's spirits right now because I know it's yeah, it's yeah. pretty it's shitty terrible, up there, man. Yeah. It's pretty shitty up there, you know, and uh, you know, maybe maybe that could help uh, lo- loosen up the the tension, if you will. But, uh, that's just, you know, my opinion.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wonder what the over under was before that series even started for Montreal. Right. <laughs> I wonder yeah, what I it would be. I, yeah. I wonder how I much money I would have been
0: two right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. So off to hockey, like what I know you're like, you got, I don't even know how you do it, man, with all the scheduling you have and all, all the things you do. Um, what what's in store like what do you, what do you got going on with uh wellness and um your new line you you were telling me about and you know freaking everyday life man you're you're a walking schedule
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i think most you know most people are you know just really busy with 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 their jobs and you know i, I guess i'm say fortunate enough to kind of embody my you know, my entrepreneurship, if you will. And then I feel like I'm at the point now I'm kind of piecing things together, but everything I do is under the umbrella of wellness, right? And and it's mental wellness, physical wellness, spiritual wellness. But, uh, you know, I got the hemp drive CBD and functional mushroom company, body check wellness. And that's just, uh, you know, like, you know, it's, it's, it's a business, right? It's, it's, but it's, 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 it's supplementing, right? It's, it's just like a piece of the puzzle, um you know i'm actually this weekend coming up as my last uh, yoga teacher training um it's so i'll be wrapped up this you know this this 7 month course uh, uh which i've always been really passionate about yoga as you know the taking action of you know of your life right it's taking it's like it's it's like it's like where you become accountable for you know your your own well-being and you know you engage in this daily practice so um becoming a teacher Sure. Uh, I wasn't exactly sure when I got into it, like how I was going to piece this in to the puzzle. Um, and I'm realizing more and more that that, that what I'm going to be doing with the yoga, you know, if people think of just like, you know, yoga is like physical exercise. Well, there's much, much deeper than that. There's a philosophy behind it as a way of life behind it. But there's a lot of similarities to plant medicine, psychedelic specifically. So I think um, the, the idea is to is to use the yoga as the vehicle. Um, and and then you know the integration of say psychedelic experiences or plant medicines could be just cannabis Um, but you know it could be psilocybin mushrooms it could be ayahuasca but at the end of the day yoga is integration so the physical practice of yoga is well you know paired with the philosophy of yoga and 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 what yoga really teaches the essence of yoga is essentially the same thing as what a psychedelic would teach and that is it, they're both paths back to the heart you know I think we, we you know become so wrapped up in the thinking mind that we, we no longer are able to feel or be intuitive and tap into intuition and just be and feel and find the present moment and find peace in our heart so it's it's for me what I'm kind of building now is that integrating the yoga uh, with psychotherapy psychotherapy and, and psychedelics and start building out that model um, before it becomes legal and you really lands up being you know a uh, uh, an integration of all things so the yoga mm. is kind of like what you're gonna you know you're gonna get into pre you know psychedelic experience or with or without the psychedelic experience it's, it's like you got to do the work no matter what and so no, exactly. you're gonna go yeah. and do the psychedelic experience and have no plan no integration plan and then you come back and then and the psychedelic experience just lands up being a memory it's just like wow that was a pretty cool experience and I learned a lot I downloaded a lot of information but I didn't take any action and the only way to take action is to have some sort of formal practice, and that's where the yoga piece comes in. Um, so that's kind of like the glue of all of it. So you got the hemp-derived CBD functional mushrooms. You got the you know the psychotherapy, um, you know, yoga uh, piece, which is, to me is like the, the core piece that I'm putting together. And then I have like the I'm an advisor, an investor in Wake, which is a psilocybin mushroom company out of Jamaica. So that <laughs> it all it all, all kind of glues together. Um, um, uh, and, and that's kind of what I'm working on. And then outside of that, I'm also, um, uh, uh, well, I'm one of the founders of, uh, uh, a company called Advanced Alchemy, where we're building a, um, an extraction facility and lab at a state university here in Pennsylvania called Cheney University. So we're building out a soil to oil, um, uh, cannabinoid curriculum and then building out the extraction facility and, and lab all kind of combined with the with the university so that piece will play into the, this as well as part of the integration is just finding tools that are anti-inflammatory finding tools that are you know anti-anxiety you know what i mean because it's all yeah. you know, all the yeah. teachings of it all is about managing stress and managing anxiety promoting good night's sleep but also moving the body right we gotta we gotta remove energy blocks we gotta move because people forget that we just we can't just stay stationary and think that we're going to be well. So there's all these pieces, but they're all kind of connected. So again, yoga and plant medicine, whether it's yoga and hemp or CBD or yoga and cannabis, THC or yoga and psychedelics, whatever shape or form, there's integration um, in it all. So let's go kind of all pieced together. And that's,
1: that's awesome that you're, you're, I, I like the fact you were saying during that about how you're branching out to a local university in Pennsylvania, like to correspond with your, your um your stuff going on and that's super cool to me like you know you're bringing it to a university to educate not only them but eventually you're going to educate a lot more people into what you're doing what you're going through and um you know anti-anxiety and you know people people don't understand like as you said you can't sit around you got to move and or you're just going to stay depressed or you're going to have anxiety you just need to keep on moving and Get some sunlight and don't be watching TV all day because it's just going it. to make you it's going to make you worse.
0: Yeah, that's part so, of the self-discipline, uh, right? I mean, yoga is a practice of self-discipline, right? And life is, I mean, essentially a practice of self-discipline if you if you play your cards right. And, and, and if you don't, you become a victim, you know, and I think that's yeah. kind of removing that victim mentality and empowering people. And, and, and then there's other stuff that, you know, that you have to address, too, that some stuff that you can't control in your life that, you know, there, it's all it's always goes back to trauma, whether it's the big T trauma, you talk about rape, war, you know, violence and extreme stuff, or, or the small T, but it's all trauma at the, end of the, at the end of the day. And the small T trauma could be, you know, your, your mom or dad, you know, getting really mad at you and there's like an, a memory that you know you kind of you've now emotionalized that's kind of sitting with you so and then this, is, this is just happens over time in life it could be a teacher yeah you know all these little little traumas that occur and then they kind of create your personality but then eventually um they could create your personality in a negative way and be, you you kind of start taking on these behavior patterns that aren't necessarily positive right negative thinking mm-hmm. emotionalizing past memories getting into the thinking mind, blah, 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 revenge, you know what I mean? All this stuff, instead of like going back to the heart, like I said earlier, is like forgiveness and compassion and, the, and addressing the traumas. I think psychedelics help address trauma, you know, make sense of trauma because the trauma has already happened. You can't go back in time and fix it. The only time you can fix it is in the present moment and that's just by, <laughs> by, by addressing it and, and being realistic with it. It's like, okay, well, you know, it's like that person hurt me what am I going to do? Am I going to carry this baggage the rest of my life or am I going to find forgiveness in it all? I'm not saying that what they did is right, but you got to find forgiveness so you can like move on with your life because they're not suffering, you're suffering because of what happened. And, and you know, I think that's just like all these things together is like is moving energy along, moving blockages along even in a yoga practice. If you ever, you know, if you've ever, you know, gone deep in, into yoga, but like there's certain poses that you get into and then you have like a memory that comes out. It's like, it's, it's kind of like cleansing, you know, some emotional right. blockages. You're like, oh, you know, you start mother, motherfucking this pose. It's like, well, where's this coming from? You know what I mean? It, this is, this is like releasing something that needed to get released. You know what I mean? And, and the same things happen and maybe in a grander scale in the moment with the psychedelic experience is that it's, it's pushing out energy it's pushing out you know uh, past memories and you know you're finding peace in them all but that's what we have to do because we all got trauma you know yeah, one way exactly. shape or form we do with it's physical emotional mental spiritual we got we just got to be honest with it and and you know and address it and with and no judgment and you know right and i agree deeper with it all but i agree there's oh. so many different ways it's like the overthinker
1: happens the you know something a suppressed memory that could have happened 10 years ago and all of a sudden like today when i'm talking to you right now boom it all of a sudden happens it happens you know oh, yeah. and and people need to realize that there's ways such as yoga such as you know even going for a bike ride or just getting your mind off of stuff instead of stewing in your own sorrows that could really benefit for your well-being and your staying healthy and eating right and, and nutrition and You know, me and you were talking about that a while back and it's a, it's a good thing to steadily balance yourself with nutrition, proper sleep and, and all that good stuff. And I'm glad all your, your, um, different ventures are working out, man. And, um, it's always good talking to you about hockey. So, um, what's up next for, uh, nasty knuckles.
0: Yeah, we're just gonna keep grinding. You know, we're gonna obviously keep the the standard once a week pod going, but we got some uh, different events coming up uh, throughout the, throughout the summer, end of summer. We've got a ball hockey tournament, golf tournament, and some uh, you know local activations. So I think we're gonna get more involved in the community and do more. You know, with COVID this year, and we just wanted to focus on the pod and get you know get the groundwork laid out. There wasn't a whole lot of uh, opportunity to, to, especially early early on in 2021 here to to really do anything um you know within the the, within the public and community because of covid restrictions so we're going to kind of start getting a little bit more creative with some of our sponsors and some of the stuff we're doing so but uh yeah other than that just say keeping it philly-centric but i think going into next season obviously the playoffs now and the flyers not being a part of it is expanding outside of the flyers Mm -hmm. or and getting more you know into all all things nhl so you know some of our guests will probably more you know outside of the organization and and whatnot but i just figured to start with the you know with the with our neck of the woods here with the you know the the network that we have with the alumni and you know and the flyers here, just start there and and build out so that's kind of where we're at right now is you know building out from you know the groundwork that we've we've laid and and expand yeah when you get that uh old school Philly
1: player who plays now for Toronto, let me know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> um, I will. Um, so yeah. Thank you so much, Riley, for coming on the show. And uh, I did have something funny on set show and I'll tell you too. So I know you've probably seen always sunny in Philadelphia. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was listening to stock with you guys, Stock sounded exactly like Charlie Day from Always Sunny. It was like, it was like a clear, like exact voice. And it was just
0: hysterical. And he's a character. I I gotta talk to that guy, man. He's a Bruin, I should. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Serious Battles is a Bruin.
1: Yes, and I remember him going like this after a fight. (laughs) When I was a little kid, now I like it came back to fruition. Like the memory we were just talking about, a ten year memory comes back after talking about it. Yeah, being at the garden. Well, it was a Fleet Center at the time, but um, yeah, Riley, thank you so much for being on the show. And if everybody should know, check out Nasty Knuckles podcast with Riley and Derek Settemeyer. Good dude, and a lot of knowledge, just like you. Uh, that kid probably knows what, how to tape your stick, how to sharpen your skates the right way and check out his skate company too, set of skate sharpening. So, uh, again, Riley, thanks for being on the show and, uh, I'm sure we'll talk again.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. It's good to see you.
1: Oh, good to see you too, brother. All right. Thanks for being on and I'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Have a good day. All right. You too.
0: What's up, we the BMG boys. boys, and thank you for listening, please follow his Facebook page, and subscribe to his podcast at Apple
1: Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, let's go. We shall when it comes to getting dough and chasing dollars.